This message is brought to you by Croydon Tabernacle, a part of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Our mission is reconciling the individual, community and the nation to God. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Please let's put our hands together for Jesus as we take our seat. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You are welcome again into the presence of the Lord. Uh, the Bible says that in the presence of the Lord, that there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. It's so good to see everybody again this morning. Our God is a good God. Our God is faithful. Whatever God says he will do, God will do it no matter what. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstances. And our God is a God that calms the storm. Whatever storm that anybody may be going through, you hear the testimonies. God is more than able to calm every storm. God is more than able to heal any sickness. God is more than able to take you to where he wants to take you to. No, you just have to continue to trust him. Now, this morning, we're going to be talking about find peace. Find peace. In Psalm 34, verse 14. Psalm 34, verse 14. Psalm 34, verse 14 says, depart. Psalm 34, 14. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Yeah, can we read that in New King James Version? It says, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Yeah, we'll come back to that later. You know, uh, as we all know, peace in Hebrew is called shalom. Shalom. And the meaning of that goes far beyond uh, maybe there is no work or you are in a terrible or difficult circumstances and you just God calm the storm. It goes far beyond that. You know, peace, praise the Lord, peace in the context of us as a child of God, as, as a Christian, simply means the presence of God in your life. You know, there is nothing that the presence of God cannot do. And it is only the presence of God that brings peace into the life of a man or into the life of a woman. It is the presence of God that will bring wholeness. It is the presence of God in a man that will make a man to be complete or a woman to be complete. You know, it is the presence of God in a man that will make you to go through whatever you may, be go, you may be going through and you come out of it with strength. So, simple definition. It simply means presence of God in one's life. You know, that psalm that we read earlier, Psalm 34, if we go back to verse, from verse 11, you know, it's a psalm that was written by David. When David, um, you know, he was being pursued by 
King Saul. So he fled from King Saul. And he went to Gath. At Gath, he met King Akish, um, King Abimelech. So the man was about, the people began to say, ah, ah we know this one. Ah, this is the person they sang, oh, David kills in 10,000. And Saul kills him in a thousands, in hundreds of. So in verse 11, you know, that now made David to see, ah, if these people should know that, yes, they already knew who I am, so what will be my king? So somehow, somehow, something just came into him. He just pretended madness. So he pretended to be mad. You know, that's in First uh, Samuel chapter 21. If you want to read, find time to read it, let's read it. It's in First Samuel 21. I'm just trying to paraphrase that. So he pretended madness so that ah, by the time king saw him, king said, ah, this one. Ah, how can this be that David? You know, before he knew, he said, get out of my sight. And David, David ran away. So if it was after he left that he now wrote this psalm to, to God. In verse 11. You know, in that verse 11, he began to give us things that will help us to, to find peace. You know, and how to find peace. In verse 11, he says, come, you children. He says, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of God. Verse 12. He says, who is this man? Who desires life? Everybody desires life. You know, all of us would desire us to have peace. All of us would desire us to have progress in life. You know, we pray that prayer for ourselves. We pray for, for our children every day. We pray for our friends. He says, who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? In verse 13, he says, keep your tongue from evil. That's the first advice he gave in that, in that chapter. That if you want to see life, desires life, that you should keep your tongue from evil. He says, and your lips from speaking deceit. He says, depart from evil. And do good. Seek peace. And pursue it. You know, the truth of the matter is that whether we like it or not, you know, we will, we will always have situations or circumstances where we will have to seek for peace. And where we will have to pursue it. As David said, look at it. If you look at his life. He did everything in his power to seek peace. Even against his adversary. He did everything. He got to a point, he, he, he actually got the man. He could have killed him. But instead, he kept on running. You know, David, he was always someone that was always looking for 
for ways to forgive others, to let go. He was always a person of, you know, that would listen to counsel. And anytime David hears good counsel, he doesn't only just hear it, he, he puts it into practice. Yes, David made mistakes. He made mistakes, he paid for it. But he looked at his wife, how to he was always seeking for peace, always pursuing it. How do how to find peace? How do we find peace? How? Number one, we have to surrender the right to counts. You know, it has to be the first priority. Because without peace, you know, life will be meaningless. You know, this type of peace we are talking about is a peace that even when you are going through storm, you have peace of mind. You will know that this storm will not consume you. So for you to be able to enjoy that kind of peace, number one, you must surrender your life to Jesus completely. Completely. Remember one of the title of our Lord Jesus Christ is that he is the prince of peace. In Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. He is the prince of peace. So, so when someone is the prince of peace, that is he has all the peace in his body. In John chapter 14 verse 27. John chapter 14 verse 27. He says, peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. He's the one that has the peace. You cannot get peace from nowhere. The peace, you can't manufacture it. If you manufacture it, it will fail. It will fade away. Because he's the prince of peace. He has all of that in his care. So you need to surrender to him to be able to get that peace. Also, in, um, in John chapter 16, verse 33, he says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In where? In me. Inside of me you may have peace. It seems to us, if you read that whole passage in context, you, you face so many things. You face trials, you face tribulations, but if you remain in me, you will find peace. The reason why peace eludes us sometimes is that we refuse to remain in him. Most times we think we are too intelligent, that we have everything we need. We have all the money. Does money give peace? No, it doesn't. Money doesn't. I'm sure we have people who work in health sector and all those things. But the billionaires of this world, they still no peace. No peace. So you need Jesus to have that peace. That even in whatever you may be going through, Jesus will be your, your peace. Because he owns all the peace. 
In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14. He says, for he himself is our peace. Jesus himself, he is our peace. So if you don't surrender your life to him, you might be shortchanging yourself. In fact, you are shortchanging yourself. So number one priority, because whether we like it or not, we all need peace. We need peace of mind. We need peace of mind in our relationship. In, every, in our place of work, we need peace of mind. In everything we do, we need peace of mind. And so we must find it. And that number one priority is that you must surrender your life to Christ. It is a must. It's your choice whether you want to or not. But you must surrender your life to him. He must be the all in all of your life. You know, that difficult situation might be as a result of not completely surrendering to him. Because if you do, even if you're going through that challenge, you, you will overcome it. Years ago, many times that you will not even have 10 pounds in your pocket. But you have peace of mind. I know some people, people can testify to this. You are comfortable. You have peace of mind in you. You know that you, you, you the peace is deep. It's, it's there. It is not the kind that the world can give. That pounds or dollars can give. Number two, walk in God's statutes. Keep his commandments and perform them. No, it's not only to keep it, not only to walk in his statutes. You must perform them. You must make sure that every day you do it. As challenges come, as situation comes for you, to practicalize, to really, really put it into practical use. You, you, practical, you practicalize it. You know, in, uh, in, in Leviticus chapter 26, Leviticus chapter 26, 3 to 6, quickly, Leviticus chapter 26, 3 to 6. It says, if you walk in my statutes and keep my commandment and perform them, then I will give you rain in its season. And the land shall yield its produce. And the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Your threshing shall last till the time of vintage. And the vintage shall last till the time of sowing. You shall heat your bread to the full. Dwell in your land safely. Verse 6. I will give peace in the land. And you shall lie down. And none will make you afraid. I will rid the land of evil beasts. And the sword will not go through your land. That is the word of God for us. If you keep walking God's statutes, keep his commandments, and perform them, and see in the life of the children of Israel, all through the generations, that has been the case. And the same thing in our lives till today because we are joint heirs with the same. You know, this is a promise for you and I. If we walk in his statutes, keep his commandment and perform them. I think where most of us have issues is in performing them. 
in really, really putting them into practical use when situations arises. I pray in the name of Jesus from now henceforth, the grace to follow the word of God, the grace to put the word of God into use, the grace to perform the word of God, the commandment of God, the Lord will remove unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. Number three, do not bow to idols. So when you keep God's commandment, when you perform that, you do not bow to idols. We all know so many idols that we all carry all over the place now. It's not only when we when we bow down to an image, you know, we come back to the image later. A lot of things that we've made our idols. You know, some of us have made our husbands or wives idols. Some of us, even our children. Some of them, our work, has become our idols. Some of them, our passports, has become our idols. It should not be so. It should not be so. Let's read... Um, Leviticus, that that's in Leviticus 26, verse 1. Leviticus 26, verse 1. It says, You shall not make idols for yourselves, neither a carved image, nor a sacred pillar, shall you rear up for yourselves, nor shall you set up an engraved stone in your, in your land to bow down to it, for I am the Lord your God. Many of us have made that mistake. Sometimes we put the image of what the church we said is Jesus Christ. We will not be bowing down to Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we should not bow down to an image. The Bible says that they that worship the Lord must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is spirit. God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. None of us have seen how God is. We now put an image of saying something, saying some this, and people will be bowing down. That is wrong. Let's stop it from today. That is worshiping idols. It's worshiping idols. It says, neither a carved image nor a secret pillar shall you rear up. No, no, it doesn't matter what the image is. You should not bow down. The Bible did not say you should bow down to the image of anything or to the image of man. The only person we bow down to is God, the Almighty God. Not the image. None of us have seen how he moves. Number four, pursue peace with all men. You must pursue peace with all men. That's one of the most difficult things that is the most challenges that we believers are having these days. We find it so hard to pursue peace with all men. If you speak to people too, we say, ah, you know what? Some people are difficult to love. It's true. It's true. No, but our role is that we must make sure that we do the right thing. Leave the rest. You pursue peace. It doesn't matter how hard. Try it. You pursue peace. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14 says, Pursue peace with all people 
and holiness. He says, without which, no one will see God. Without which, no one will see God. Number five. Seek the word from God. You have to seek Psalm 85 verse 8 says, I will hear what God the Lord will speak. Psalm 85 verse 8. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. He says, for he will speak peace to his people and to his saints. But let them, let them not turn back to folly. Let us not turn back to folly. The Lord will always speak peace. That is why most times when the word of prophecy comes, it is, it is always to, to strengthen the believer, to give peace, peace of mind. In Psalm 119, verse 165, Psalm 119, verse 165, it says, Great peace. Have those who loved your law. When you love God's law, great peace is upon you. That, that means you have to continue to study his law, his word every day. When you do that, you have peace of mind. You are going out early in the morning to your places of work. You pray. Take the word of God with you. Not just carry it as in you've, you've read it. It's in you. Believe me, you will encounter something that will make you to use that word wisely. Most times it happens to me. It will, you know, it will, you will encounter something that will require you using that word. And that will give you peace. It will give you peace. Great peace are those who love your law. And nothing causes them to stumble. Nothing. Nothing. When you love God's law, when you, you study the word every day, nothing will cause you to stumble. Number six, quickly. They speak the word of peace. You have to speak the word of peace. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, let your speech always be with grace. The word that will come out of your mouth, let it be peace. Don't, don't, don't let it be war. Don't let it be fight. Yeah, you sometimes it's difficult. I understand. You get angry, you know, you've said it already before you, you say, I take it back. Then it's, it's, you can't take it back anymore because you've already said it. But by the grace of God, we can discipline ourselves by the help of the Holy Spirit to always let every word that will come out of our mouth to be the word of peace, the word that will strengthen somebody. Believe me. You know, the enemy will be put to shame. So let your speech always be with grace. Say, seasoned with salt. We all know what salt is. You know, salt makes something sweet. It makes food sweet. Let your, your, your speech be with grace. Seasoned with salt 
that you may know how you ought to answer each one. You may know. Some of us, we have great ideas. You know, some of us, we, you know, God has given us the grace to be able to affect our generation, to be able to make things happen. But one of the weakness we have is that when the, the first sentence will come out of our mouth like this, the people that are supposed to benefit, they will not be able to benefit any longer because already they are, they have been discouraged. They have been discouraged. And that's why we must be careful. Even in our places of work, you know, this happens. This, these are one of the ways that we can be the salt of the earth. Like Jesus wants us to be. In the way we react to situations. When in, in the Bible study this time, the sister was saying that I, I, I've, I've taken the yay part in heart of my responses. And it's true. Even in places of work, when something happens, anytime, anywhere, just be careful. Be careful what you say. That's why the police will see, they will read, what they read, anytime they want to arrest you. <laughs> Everything you say will be used against you in the course of law. But as children of God, we must be careful. Be careful. He said, let your speech always be with grace. Seasoned with salt. He says, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. The answer that you will need to give. The answer that you will need to give to anybody. When you let your speech be with grace, seasoned with, with salt, God will give you the, the right word. The right word that will encourage you. The right word that will elevate people. And number seven, keep your focus on him only. Keep your focus. Let your focus only be on him. Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind, what? Is stayed on you. God will keep in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you. You are focused on God. In the midst of challenges, in the midst of distractions, your focus is on God. In the midst of persecution, your focus is on God. You know, in the midst of challenges, even relationships, husbands and wives, your focus is on God. God will keep you in perfect peace. And the last one, because of our time, we're going to use that to pray. And that's the, the one that we felt we need to pray to the Lord. And that's what we're going to do now. That's in Philippians chapter 4, 6 to 7. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And that peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through what? Christ Jesus. That's why surrounding your life with Christ is a must. Is, is a priority. If we are 
Let you surrender your life to him. That must be your priority now. Look at what is happening in the world now. Where is the peace? Where is the peace? But we have the Prince of Peace. We have Jesus. That when you give your life to him, you have that peace. That things will be happening on your right hand side, on your left hand side. The Bible says they won't come near you. Why? Because you've made the Lord God your who? Your advocate. people who have given their life to Christ. Even when challenges are coming, because you have him, he will have warned you before. Even if he, if he, if he, should, if he met you by accident, like he did for the apostles while they were on the, on the boat, in the storm. But the Prince of Peace was with them. They could not even realize. They were so worried. If you are in the same boat, you know, I want you to be encouraged that you have the Prince of Peace with you. You have God that can calm every storm. You have the one that knows everything. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray. Please, let's be on our feet as we pray. Let's be on our feet. But before we pray, we need to make an altar call again. If you are here, you have not given your life to Christ. This peace we are talking about will be, will be only a literature. It will be just ordinary letters. Because the Bible says that the letter killeth. It is only the spirit of God that gives life. And without you giving your life to Jesus, you know, all these things will just be mere letters. They will just be mere, they, they will be like history. They will just be like stories. That's why if you are here to give your life to Christ this morning, this afternoon, this is another opportunity. If you are here to surrender to him completely, this is another opportunity. Please don't let this time pass you by. Please all heads bow, all eyes closed. Let's begin to Pray to the Almighty God. So if you are here this morning, you want to surrender your life to Christ, please can I just see your hands up? Can I see your hands up? You want to surrender all to him, completely. Completely, not 90%, not 95%. Not 99%, 100%. If you want to surrender your life to him, please raise your hand, right hand up. And we will pray together. And I am persuaded that as from now henceforth, the peace of God that passeth all human understanding, they will continue to follow you wherever you go. Thank you so much, my brother. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for the life of my brother. Is there anybody else? Hallelujah. 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 Put your hand down, my brother. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the life of your son. Thank you for what you have done for him. Thank you because I know that from now henceforth, 
you, the Prince of Peace, you have drawn him unto yourself. And from now henceforth, O oh Lord, because you know him by name, you know what his struggles are. And because he has decided to surrender all to you, the Prince of Peace, today, from now henceforth, your peace that passes all human understanding, you begin to follow your son. You begin to follow him and his entire household. And it shall be well with him for life. And from now henceforth, you will decree with him and it shall be established. And the glory of the Lord will be risen upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you because we know you have forgiven him his sin. And you have welcomed him, welcomed him into your fold. Thank you. That because the Egyptians you see, you will see them no more. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the salvation of his soul. In Jesus' name, amen. The rest of us, let's pray. Let's say, Heavenly Father, please, let's make it louder. Say, Heavenly Father, please help me. Please help me to follow peace with all men in all circumstances. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Please pray that prayer. Pray that prayer. He says, be anxious for, for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, make your request known. Is there any areas that you are struggling to make peace with somebody? To make peace with someone? Make it a priority today to let go completely. Ask the Lord to, to help you to follow peace with all men. To follow peace with that particular brother or sister. To follow peace with that particular family member. It is important. It is important. Because the rapture can happen at any time. And anyone still harboring unforgiveness will not be rapturable. So it is important that you take special, special notice about it. And you take a special step. Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord for help. To follow peace with all men. In all circumstances, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. And quickly, let's bless Heavenly Father. Say, Heavenly Father, let there be peace in all the nations of the world that are experiencing war at this time. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Turn that to prayer. Say, Father, Father, you said with prayers and supplications, we should, and with thanksgiving, we should make our request known to you. Lord, we thank you for all the nations of the world. And we beg you to be, beg you today, you the Prince of Peace. Lord Jesus, let all the nations of the world that are experiencing turbulent times this time, let them be able to find peace. How they will find it, we don't know. But you are the Prince of Peace, oh Lord. Jesus, let them be able to find peace one way or the other. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we trust you, Lord, that you have done this. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Matthew 5, 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Be a peacemaker. We are children of God. And for that name to stick, that's what we need. It shall be well with us in Jesus' name.
He said, Sultan, you can't see Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. We hope that you were ministered to through this message. If you have any comments on this presentation or would like to contact us, our address is 38 to 40 Parsons Meet, West Croydon, CR03SL. To speak to a member of our team, you can call us on 0208-688-466. Our website address is www.croydontabernacle.org.uk. Thank you and God bless.